0: Hey, everyone. It's that time again for the Trench Life Podcast. I'm your host, Claudio. I'll be joined by both my co-hosts, but for now, I'm with one of them. And it's my favorite one. Don't tell Eric. Armin, man.
1: How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Claudio. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Enjoying this beautiful weather right now. I'm outdoors. If uh, I'm uh, letting everything out and uh, <laughs> revealing my <laughs> secrets. Taking a little uh, leisurely walk as we record this podcast. A lot to talk about today. Uh, we're gonna yep. wait for. Uh, we're gonna wait for Eric. To jump on first. We'll talk about Friday night. Friday night we yep. celebrated uh, our boy Bash's birthday at my workplace mm-hmm. on the weekend. Snooker's bar. It was a great, uh, great little party. Bash brought some DJs playing some old school hip hop that I enjoyed tremendously. I'm sure you did as well. And uh, Yeah, that. we had a good we, we had a good time. We had a good time. What did you think about Friday
1: night? Yeah, it was it was really good. It was good to see a lot of people that you know we haven't seen for a while, including including yourself. You know, we don't get to see each other that often anymore. Um good. You know, your nice you. your new physique, intimidating physique, uh, <laughs> all these Shitting walks that, that
0: you're. Uh, yeah, yeah, the walks, but it's not only the walks. Man, I work, I work out a lot to try to watch what I eat. I'm uh, getting ripped, buddy. Getting ripped for the
1: yeah. I'm definitely worried. I'm definitely worried about uh, hitting the tennis tennis courts. Court. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna
0: have to purchase a racket soon and show you what's up. I was doing good. <laughs> I was doing good at tennis at 260. Now watch uh, what I do with some of those pounds off. Uh, we're waiting on Eric. I saw that he just messaged me on Facebook Messenger. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he knows that he's got a hookup on, uh, on the text message for that. Uh, you want to yeah. let him know while I talk a little, uh,
1: yeah, for sure. I'll let him know uh,
0: you let him know. And I'll just bullshit along the way. Yeah. The party was really good. Our boy bash was celebrating his 40th birthday. Uh, he got a little drunk at the end of the night. He was, uh, totally passed out. <laughs> Which was really funny. We had to carry him out and into his buddy's car. But other than that, really, really, really good.
1: <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's not the first time that you have like a bash story like this uh, on on this pod.
0: No, it's actually happened several times that we've carried him out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, this time it was uh, it was met with uh, it was met with uh, these new DJs that he brought along. He brought uh, he brought along Jason Bourne, DJ Jason Bourne, who's a fabulous DJ who's always there with him. But he brought this new guy who was also really good. But this guy was like uh, the style of the old school DJs where he would actually, while the song was going on, try to hype the crowd on the mic. And that presented some some issues with the gambling Mm. people. Uh, On my side of the bar, the machine players were kind of like tripping out, having an aggressive young black man yelling instructions to them to raise their hands up. and. <laughs> they were a little shocked by that, but after a while, they started enjoying it too, I'm sure. Uh, any news from Eric? Did you, uh,
1: yeah, he says it's not know? working, he says he's having a hard time jumping on. So, I don't know if you could resend uh, uh, the invite uh, What's going on.
0: No, I don't think I could resend, so I guess we're gonna have to restart. <laughs> let me uh,
1: let me see if I could re uh, if I could forward that message to him. No, Let's
0: mm-hmm. see if that
1: would work uh let's see
0: we can work that out too i know we have a lot to talk about today there's the Kawhi leonard uh discussions he's demanded a trade obviously we're gonna go hard on the nba draft that's coming up on thursday our draft expert who's on the line right now Armin. i uh, we're making him do a mock draft we made him work this week actually he's got a mock, mock draft off uh, up for all the lottery picks Yep. And uh, that's going to be sh- super interesting. I wanted to ask you, is there any trades involved in your little mock? Because I know in the football mock drafts, you had trades and shit. Did you have yeah. any trades?
1: I, I just – I didn't include any tra- trades, although I really, really am convinced that um, there's going to be at least two in the top ten. Um, so, um, I'm, I don't know. I, I didn't add any, but I can see a couple happening. I just couldn't, I couldn't figure out.
0: It didn't, look like you were, uh, it didn't look like you were buying on the Mark Stein uh, report that the Raptors were looking to get into the top 10. <laughs> you commented on my post like, how would he know that?
2: <laughs>
1: but it's true. How would he know that? Why would, why would anybody in the Raptors organization tell him? <laughs> There's life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. We got Eric. Eric, man. It Friday working, night. Man. Let's wait up. Friday night, the party was lit, wasn't it, for Bash's 40th?
2: Straight Fire fam.
0: <laughs> Straight Fire, it was nice seeing you guys. We, uh, like I was telling Armin, we talk a lot, but we hardly ever see each other. It was good to know you guys are, are not just a figment of my imagination. And <laughs>
2: was fucking
0: hilarious that night. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, moving along, we were just talking about the. What were we talking about? Yeah, we were talking about the NBA draft and the Mark Stein rumor that the Raptors wanted to get into the top 10. Armin says. How is Mark Stein supposed to get this information, well, Armin? Like that's his job, right?
1: No, I get it, but like, what's the purpose? Let's say if, let's say he gets it from someone from a Raptors organization. What's it? What's the? Why would they divulge that information to somebody, a new, a reporter who's obviously going to share it? I don't know. It, it's maybe yeah, they want
2: I, calls. They want yeah, authors. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they just want calls. They know that the Rosen's available. Everyone's available, right? So.
0: Yeah, maybe they just want to like spice things up, get some action going. A lot of times, a lot of, the, like the GMs and stuff use these guys like
2: for disinformation,
0: mm-hmm. like bullshit. But this doesn't seem like it. Like what would be? Well, that.
2: Armin, don't you think? Would you rather have someone leak out, "Hey, we're willing to trade players," or have you call everyone out of desperation? Hey, I'm uh, willing to get rid this, this guy. Get rid of this guy. I'd rather feel. Yeah. The
1: Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense, actually, I guess. Yeah. All right.
0: And I'm sure all these guys have like their favorites and maybe uh, Mark Stein's like Masai's favorite guy. You know, LeBron has uh, Winderhurst. uh, Most of the league has Woj, but (laughs) maybe Masai has has, uh, Mark Stein as his number one. But before we go into the draft, because I feel like the draft is going to take up a lot of time. I said we're going to talk about the World Cup now. We're not, like, the biggest soccer experts, but I think, like, the guy that should take the lead in this is Eric because he actually yeah. watches league soccer and watches soccer all the time. And he has, like, I don't know about all the
2: time there. I watch a lot of Barcelona.
0: Well, yeah, and you know, like, more than one guy from each team, probably, except for, like, Panama. <laughs> what
2: well, do you mean, Rodriguez, Rodriguez, Fernandez?
0: The guy that looks exactly like Kyrie Irving, that guy.
2: Yeah, I saw he, he that. Saw that it? Was good. <laughs>
0: so so far, except for the for the little uh, Facebook filter, camera filters that we were uh, that we were uh, taking pictures <laughs> of ourselves on the chat. What's been your favorite part of the What's been your favorite part of this World Cup, Eric? Let's talk a little.
1: Favorite
0: except for your boy at uh, Messi choking it up.
2: Like, what <laughs> was your favorite? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was a weird laugh right there.
2: That was (laughs) was making me laugh. Yeah, real funny. Wait till I see you again next next, (laughs) um, next summer. Bash is (laughs) 41st. (laughs) It's going to be
0: lit, fam. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, I think think overall it's been a pretty good tournament so far. And uh, I didn't watch today's games, but there was some upsets, right? Like Senegal beat Poland or whatever.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Senegal beat Poland.
2: But the best part so far, honestly, was that Portugal-Spain game. That was a great
0: game. That was a fabulous game. Yes, I I concur. We got to see Cristiano Ronaldo shine on, like, the biggest stage that there possibly is. Uh, If you're, like, a casual soccer fan like me, that's what you want to see. You want to see the big stars do their thing. That's why I was a little disappointed with the Argentina game. But the thing I've noticed the most about the World Cup so far is that... it feels like the gap has closed between countries. Like I find there's like a lot more parity than there used to be.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, that that's like something that's uh, actually a very good thing, considering there's they're considering to add like so many teams the next World Cup. So it, it's pretty comforting that there's not going to be that much of a gap in talent. It looks like uh, it looks like it's a lot closer than it's ever been. Yeah.
2: I find it's always like that. The game one is always like this feel-out game. I mean, it, I mean, it was a bit shocking. I mean, the, like I thought Brazil getting tied up yesterday, that was a bit shocking because they were, I guess, they were same old Brazil. They were always they were fucking around a lot, and you know, in the end, it just bit them, right? So,
0: but Germany uh, lost their first game. Uh, that
2: was crazy. Germany losing their first game for sure.
1: Yeah,
0: you know there was rumblings. Uh, like I was reading a lot of the previews before the World Cup that they were an older team, not the same Germany that there usually is. But you kind of like always say, yeah, but it's Germany. They're gonna figure it out, and they still could figure it out. It was just one game, but uh, obviously the Germans have something to worry about. You know, uh, today there was a bit, There was an upset. Japan won their their game early in the morning. That was a pretty good game. Uh, did you watch? Yeah, that? No, you didn't watch. Oh, you didn't watch anything, anything? You didn't see Egypt Today, and Uruguay?
2: Uh, I didn't have time to catch any games, but I noticed that they lost. Yeah, that's a pretty big upset, actually, man. Colombia is good. So...
0: Colombia is good, but they
2: got, uh, they got a red
0: card like in the first five minutes of the game, which resulted in the goal because it was a penalty kick, right? Then they were playing after with 10 men the rest of the game.
2: Oh, I see, so... I, didn't even, I didn't even catch any highlights, so there was a red card early.
0: <laughs> yeah, real early, like yeah, probably before the five minute mark.
1: Yeah, the three minute mark.
2: Wow. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah.
1: But uh not not to
0: take anything away from the Japanese though. They looked, like really good. I know they were playing against 10 men like through the whole game <laughs> almost. But yeah, they look pretty impressive actually. It's gonna be at the end of the day, in my opinion, like the like you said, it's the first game, as always, you know, they're feeling each other out, teams are gelling, so there's more time for upsets. But at the end of the day, it's the usual suspects will probably rise to the top, right? You got your Brazils, you got your uh, Frances, you got your Germanies. Uh, who else could I put in that group? Portugal, Spain, Argentina. Argentina, like,
2: Argentina is in trouble. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are in trouble because they're playing. Croatia is really good. Like, so, I mean, they're playing them tomorrow. This they better at least tie tomorrow. Because they should be able to beat Nigeria. But (laughs) they're in trouble, man. If they lose tomorrow's game, they're in real fucking trouble. Because Croatia, that means Croatia will most likely clinch. Nigeria, Iceland, that'll be a toss-up. And uh, fuck, you know, you're going to game three. And all the pressure on Messi because the team is not good. They are not good at all. Talk about old team and just, like, not good and not skilled. Holy shit.
0: But, like, except for Messi, let's say, and the Argentinian national team, where do the rest of the guys play? Like, are they playing in the Argentinian league? Or no, no, no.
2: Aguero, Aguero is a beast. He plays for Man City, but he's, like, just one of those scores. head down, goes to the net. Really skilled, huh. but he's been banged up over his career. He's been hurt the last couple of months, too. He's really good when, when healthy. Then there's Di Maria. Di Maria was a beast. Yeah, he helped Real Madrid win the Champions League a few years back. He plays for PSG with Neymar and Cavani. so
0: Okay, so they have some guys. You make it seem like it's LeBron with this year's Cavs.
2: Wow, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if I tell you LeBron, LeBron's got Kevin Love. He's a solid fucking player. We're, we're making it sound like he did everything on his own. Kevin Love's a good fucking basketball player. He probably will make the Hall of yeah, Fame.
0: Nobody's going to remember the 2018 playoffs and say, wow, Kevin Love really helped LeBron out. Exactly. Know, right? And no one's
2: going to remember Di Maria in 10 years from now either. Nor Cuero. So... <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think
0: well listen I also also I remember when we talked about the world cup a little the first time I was saying Belgium was like a team to watch out for and they look like super good
2: right Yeah full of star full of stars on that squad yeah for sure
0: super young super young uh, I was getting different. like some feedback from one of you guys sound like tier Darth Vader there I don't know if like you're in your incubator chamber or something <laughs> That's Alvin going <Arfeng boy. laughs> Change the subject. I don't know anything. Actually, did
2: you watch that England game yesterday? The what game? The England
0: game. England. Yeah, I watched that game. I was kind of like praying that England lost, actually, because I like the, I like how the country goes in panic when their, when their national team fails.
2: Okay, that was a great game, though. They were dominating in that first half. Though.
0: There's been some good games. There's been some really entertaining games, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. even the today, like, the Japan-Columbia game was a really fun game to watch, like, early in the morning while you're, like, doing your little workout and stuff. I really enjoyed that one. You know but, what?
2: A lot of people are complaining, and most of those people are on the West Coast of North America, but...
0: And Italians. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But, uh, no,
2: but, like, I'm talking about the timing of the game, like, what time they play at. Uh, well yeah,
0: the west coast of North America sees it bad. Like the the first game's at five AM.
2: Yeah, the ratings oh. are getting hit, they're taking a hit over there. But in the end, like for me, man, I, I actually like it. I wake up, there's soccer on, it's intense, I'm fucking loving it. Like seriously. Oh, I'm
0: loving life Sunday, yeah. uh Sunday daytime, I was working at the bar. Like, I had three games that, like, passed my day. I was, like, loving life. Yeah, it's I awesome. would, like, sh- shit talks, like, some fans of some countries, like the Mexicans and shit. I was Because like... <laughs> <laughs> when, when you have nothing to lose, when your country's not in it, you don't give a fuck. You just, like, have those, like, shit talking
2: everywhere. Yeah, but when yeah, you start talk... shit talking them and they know you're Italian, they, you know, they always <laughs> have that on you. Yeah, where's your team?
0: Yeah, I say don't worry about it. <laughs> getting ready for next time. <laughs> no, I, 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 love,
2: I love the World Cup, man. I fucking love it, honestly. It's so awesome. Honestly.
0: I love the World Cup, but to be honest, TBH, as the kids say, I think the Euro is the better tournament.
2: No, no, no way.
0: For, our, for my viewing pleasure, I prefer the Euro. The Euro is more. Like
1: you don't have every, the Brazils and you don't have like. Uh, Argentina. Uh, are,
2: you, are you crazy? It's not even close. Like,
0: yeah, but the competition is a lot better.
2: Is it Iceland yeah. and Wales making it far? Like, what, well, Iceland's
0: is gonna make it far in the World Cup too. Iceland's legit for some reason. I don't know how. Okay, oh, okay. Just
2: you just said it right there. Iceland's legit, but when they beat, when they tie Argentina, it's the biggest uh, disappointment ever. But they're legit. And then, well, and then when, it's just when, weird
0: that Portugal, they're legit.
2: <laughs> Portugal, the defending Euro champs, end up tying Spain. That is all fucking upset. Man, Ronaldo did it on his own. What do you mean? They just won the Euro basically without Ronaldo. Like, I, I don't get it. Like
0: You just don't like some of the narratives that are pushed well, by ooh, the annoying. media, the fans. I
2: hate it, actually. Just same thing for basketball with LeBron doing shit on his own against shit teams.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, but he kind of did do things on his own. So against I mean, like...
2: shit teams with Kevin Love, who averaged like, you know, 17 and 10. But he
0: did it on his own. All right. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. I don't want to get into the whole LeBron thing now because we kind of want to get off it. We've been on it like constantly. We did all those shows about the NBA Finals and it always came down to LeBron and where's he going next year. I'd rather we talk a little Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard made it known that he's not returning. He doesn't want to return to the San Antonio Spurs. We're
2: segueing now.
0: That was a beautiful segue by me. <laughs> Nobody would have even noticed if you didn't mention it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to be a San Antonio Spur anymore. Apparently, he leaked that o- his own information out. Uh, Spurs are in a precarious situation because they got a superstar top three player, arguably, that they're going to have to move. And everybody knows that they have to move him. His preference is L.A., Armin wants him to go to the Clippers, obviously. I think he'd rather be with the Lakers, obviously. But it looks like Pop doesn't want to trade him to the Western Conference at all. Uh, let's go with Eric because Armin's going to be hogging all the mic time whenever we go to the draft. So, Eric, what do you think about Kawhi Leonard's situation?
2: Um, well, I'm, I've been hearing lately how, like, oh, now he's empowering the players even more. This is what the players would do and all this stuff. <laughs> you know, so it's like if I were the Spurs, and I feel like this is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to look at what happened to Kyrie last year, and Cleveland made that trade, which, in my opinion, is still a mistake. Should have held on to Kyrie for one more year, see what happens, kind of thing. And I, I think they should hold on to Kawhi. Honestly, you know what? You don't want to play Kawhi. Bucket. Don't play. Why would I trade you to the Lakers? Yeah, okay. The Lakers are going to offer me Kuzma, and he's okay. And I don't really want, you know, if you're the Spurs, you don't want Lonzo Ball, right? Like I don't want Lonzo Ball on my team. I don't want to deal with his dad and shit. He's not that great. He's not LeBron. Like he's not. He's not Steph. He's none of these guys. So
0: I honestly, I, let, let's say just uh, I don't know if it's going to ruin your argument there, but I think if I'm the Spurs, I'd want I'd want Brandon Ingram.
2: I, I I actually don't mind Brandon Ingram. I don't think he's that great, but still. I'm not gonna like leverage uh my future cause I'm gonna give these guys the reins. Basically Lakers and Warriors now are guaranteed to crush the the Western Conference <laughs> along with the Rockets. I'm just if I'm Pop, why would I want that? I'm getting I'm what how old's Pop? He's almost seventy? So like why would you wanna end it like that? Getting crushed by those two fucking squads, you
0: Yes, but he's got a... he's almost done. Let's face it. How, how long is Pop gonna coach for another couple of years? At this point, are you gonna be greedy and want to like stretch out your next couple of years and try to like win it. Or you're gonna start thinking about the future. This Spurs team, even with Kawhi, they're not really scaring anybody. Like the Warriors, the Rockets have all surpassed them. There's teams in the West that are coming up that are probably gonna be better than them next year, even with Kawhi. Like the Jazz, I think. So No. You you have an opportunity to trade Kawhi for some pieces for the future. Maybe Pop is not going to be happy because his team's not going to be in contention for a while, and he'll be gone by the time they are. But I think this era of the Spurs, the Duncan era that started with David Robinson, that went to Duncan and uh, Ginobili and Parker, now was supposed to go with Kawhi is over. So you just you got to rebuild. It's time to it's time to break it down and try to get as much I, as Stanford
2: I agree, well. but I'm not going to sit here and hand over the rings or the the chance to get the rings to the Lakers. I'm no, gonna... but
0: he's made it clear. I think he's. I think he's going to go to the East. He's going to trade him to the East. Yeah, and well, there's but a you lot of teams. Taker, that...
2: though, Claudio. He needs well, you sign. don't think there's
0: going to be takers already? There's reports of the Not Celtics. Not for
2: one year. Who who trades for a one year rental? I wouldn't do that. Oklahoma City did. Oklahoma With Paul City. George. What choice did they have? And what did they give up? Oladipo.
0: Like, come on. <laughs> who became a, an All Star? Okay, his first that. team, I think, or second that. team All NBA.
2: What was he last year, dude? He averaged eight a
1: game? What, like... When that trade happened, father, come on. You, you did not think that that yeah, was a good trade. I think
0: trade. I was on this podcast saying Sam Presti deserves, like, GM of the decade or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... I was saying,
0: like, Italian power. <laughs> if I'm
2: Pop and RC Buford, I'm not fucking making the trade. So I'm, what are you going to do? Are like... just going to let him
0: walk next year? He sits yeah. out a year?
2: I will. I would I would ra- because I I'm sure the NBA is maybe colluding in all this just saying, let him stay and let him sit. Don't don't make it happen. Don't empower the players. The owners are probably talking like that as well. It's and I'll we'll a... owe you one wink wink. One of our shit teams when we get a star we'll trade him over to you.
0: Why well, you don't think the NBA wants him out of San Antonio? I think that is no. they
2: would be, the next... be happy with him out. Yeah, but the owners I'm talking about, not the NBA. I think the shoe
0: companies, the shoe. Co- I think Nike has a big, uh, has a big influence in the NBA, and is probably telling Kawhi's uncle or whoever, like Nate, was it Nate Robertson that was saying that he heard that there was a bag waiting, a bag of money waiting for him if he went to a big market. That's probably Nike telling him that they don't want a guy in San Antonio. They want a guy in New York, a guy in LA a uh, guy in Chicago. I don't know where he's going to end up, but I think the NBA would be all on board with Kawhi becoming a uh, – getting a bigger platform. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I do man. Yeah, what would you do, Armin? Well, if you – I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think at this point, from what I'm understanding, the, the calls are coming in at least, so I think you listen. And I, I agree in a sense with Claudio that the team is not – it's going to be difficult to sort of – uh, improve their chances to get better. I think Kawhi is their best asset, and he doesn't even want to be there. So let's do the calls and see what you can get. Obviously, you're hoping for conversations with Boston. You're hoping for uh, maybe Philly, You know, teams from the East that have assets that they can sort of uh, help sort of build uh, the next wave of, uh, of uh, Spurs teams. And, and I think the Spurs, what they're good at is really sort of uh, building a team – a team that sort of uh, can beat you in waves. And this will be a chance for them to sort of uh, restock. I mean, Kawhi wasn't Kawhi uh, without this system, I think. I think that he, you know, the system and pop was a big part of making him who he is today. So, um, you know, if they could get a guy like, let's say, Jalen Brown or, um, you know, maybe the uh, the
2: 10th pick and like a false from uh, Philly, uh,
1: you know, these are, these are deals that maybe can help. With more of a number,
2: aren't available. Like he just said, I want to go to LA. He made it. Clear no, he said LA's, he preference.
0: LA's preference. LA's preference.
2: No, but he made it clear he wants to go to the Lakers, man. Well, He's I wouldn't kidding. trade him
0: to the Lakers, but I would trade him. He doesn't have a no-trade clause. I'll trade yeah, him but for whatever I can bad. get. It's
2: not that. What? Why would I give up anything for a rental for one? I'm not giving up even Markel False, who looked terrible last year, whatever, all that shit.
0: It's going to take more than him False, up guys. guys. It's a It's got to be like Fultz Saric and the number 10 pick. You're not getting him just for Fultz. I'm not doing that if I'm Philly, Claudio. Not if I'm San Antonio. I'll jump on that. I'm not doing
2: it if I'm Philly.
0: Okay, well, the only team I think that would be desperate enough to pull a big trade and give all kinds of assets for Kawhi Leonard, even if he is a one-year rental, they'll take the risk on it. Is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because they're desperate to retain LeBron. Now, LeBron through Windhurst is saying that Cleveland is his preference, but like he wants to see what they do, right? So, if they get Kawhi, LeBron's going to re up at least for one year. If they win the championship, they're both going to want to stay. Uh, what does Cleveland have to offer, though? It would have to be something like Kevin Love would have to be involved, possibly in like a three way deal, try to get a guard or something for Kevin Love that you could send there, the number 10 pick. Uh, maybe actually, uh,
2: actually, I read Boston has the best chance.
0: Well, Boston has the most assets, right? They can, they throw can offer
2: a, next year's Sacramento pick, Gordon, Jalen
0: Brown, oh, Jaylen Gordon Brown, o.
2: three of them together: J- Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and next year's Sacramento pick for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. If he sign, if it's a sign in trade, I, I heard they would do it.
0: Wow,
2: that would be a stack team.
0: They could even throw in like they could like make it for Kyrie. Yeah,
2: they could, but Kyrie won't sign, won't resign there.
0: In the end of the day, we all know that Kyrie and Kawhi did all this so they could be the Knicks in 2019 to be like (laughs) Kristaps Porzingis and the KKK unit.
2: (laughs) Michael Porter Jr.
0: Oh man, could you imagine? What a segue to talk about the NBA draft. As you mentioned, uh, one of the guys that will be picked in the lottery, guaranteed Michael Porter Jr. Armin, are you ready? Yeah. It's your time to shine, my man. This yeah. is why we pay yeah. you the big bucks.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go with your mock draft. I don't know how you want to do it. Do you want to read uh, from first going to like whatever you have, 10, 10 to 1? Uh, do you want to uh, read them all and then we uh, talk about it? Do you want to like discuss uh, every player individually? <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's go pick by pick and uh I'll go from the first to I have until the I have the lottery pick so I have first until the 14.
0: Oh, you had to go with the two clipper picks, huh?
1: I had to had to add them in. Even though even though it could go different ways but I had to add it in. But uh All right. so
0: let's go number say. 1. Th- yeah. So I will, I, will say, I started listening to the Bill Simmons
1: um he has a mock draft uh, show uh, out yesterday. Did you guys, did you guys listen to it?
0: No, I didn't listen to it. I, I didn't want it to influence me on uh, on our show, so I didn't listen to it yet. So I haven't. Well, I haven't finished it yet. I haven't finished it yet. first. I only listened, listened to the
1: first eight picks, and it's exactly the same picks that I have. So. Oh okay. well, wow. <laughs> More than likely, it will not happen this way. But
0: but this is Simmons' picks, or he had guys like Kevin O'Connor or something. Yeah, he yeah,
1: yeah. had like other people from the ring are coming. They were each making a pick for each team. I like,
2: you know what? I really like that format. I mean, the way he did it, calling people in rather than everyone at the same uh, on the same pod, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. It, it uh, was so.
0: This, is that what you wanted to do? You want me to call you guys individually? Yeah, call me next back, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like that guy. It's just a side note from the ringer. Jason Concepcion, the Knicks fan. I think he's like at the network uh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He's so negative about the Knicks. It drives me crazy. The guy's like <laughs> fucking bitching that we didn't take Donovan Mitchell and we took Frank Nicolina. Like, uh, a lot of people missed out on Donovan Mitchell, you know?
1: Yeah, no. But it hurts, for sure. Yeah, for- it
0: hurts. But did you see Frank Nicolina this summer? Guy's super ripped. He grew like an inch and a half. This guy's ready to play power forward next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How tall is uh, Frankie
0: Smokes? Honestly, he, he was six. He, now he's like six six and a quarter. They say he was six five uh, last season. Wow. All right, go All ahead. All right, Armin. let's go, go ahead, Armin. On. Number one pick. All let's give it to us.
1: Before I start off with the number one pick, I, I should say that this mock is the way I would do it like, who I would pick for, for each team but my number one player would have been Luka Doncic. I have not, I have not watched him play a full game, but I have seen enough to make me think like that is the best player in this draft. But oh, we're
0: definitely going to talk more Luka Doncic before this, uh, this pod is over, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, but it looks like all signs are pointing to DeAndre Ayton being the first pick. So I will to keep that to not, to not mess up the rest of this uh, mock draft. I will keep Ayton as a first pick. I, I, it's not the pick I would make normally, uh, but I get it. Um, although I, I actually kind of like Jaron Jackson maybe a little bit more than Aiton, but I get it. You know, uh, they're going Aiton, so that seems to be a done deal. And, uh, yeah.
0: All right, tell me a little about Aiton's strengths, weaknesses. Do you like him? Are you saying you like Jaron Jackson better, but what do you like about Aiton's
1: game? Well, I mean, he's he's super athletic. Offensively, he's got a lot of nice touch around the basket. He actually can, he can shoot a little bit too. He's got a nice shooting touch. Um, but he is a little bit – even though he's got a good athletic body, I don't think he's got like quick feet. He's not really uh, quick off the ground, shot blocker style. He's not really, um, you know – uh, fast on sw- on switches on the shorter on the shorter players, which most big men struggle with, obviously. But you know, those are kind of the question marks. But those I've are heard. like
0: what the key is to big men in the NBA today. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like I wouldn't even pick this guy in the top five the way you're talking about. <laughs> well, again,
1: you know, he's a post player, um, which and is
0: non-existent in the NBA. But.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, there's a- <laughs> He's not, he's not like a four-type post player, but he's got like much more athletic gifts than that. But uh, that's basically his strengths. He does rebound the ball well. He does uh, attack the basketball. And physically you know, he's only like nineteen years old, twenty years old. Back, so he's gonna get. He, he's he should theoretically get better. All right. So he he be the first pick teamed up with obviously Devin Booker and Josh Jackson. Uh, you know, they could play Josh Jackson to four and sort of make a small ball with 18 in the middle. There is some good fits. Although I still don't for the life of me get, you know, hiring the Slovenian national coach who coached Luka Doncic. Like, I feel like that's a bit of a red flag against Doncic. The fact that I coached him um, doesn't feel that he's worth that pick to play with that team. Um, so, I, that, that does... Some red flags for uh, for Doncic, but that's the pick. I guess they're going Aiton. So then I guess we'll go with Sacramento, where again now today we're hearing that it looks like they're going Bagley. But if it was me, I would go Doncic.
0: <laughs> what did you and, have though in your mock before you saw the news?
1: I, I had Doncic. Okay,
0: so let's talk about Doncic. We'll go with your mock picks, right? This could be uh, it could, yeah. it could be just a rumor that they want. Uh...
1: That they it could be, but if Sa- I absolutely believe that if Sacramento passes up, <laughs> I will guarantee that Josh will be the best player in this draft. It's like <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be written like it's you, you could you could seal that he'll be the best player. Because that's the mistake that Sacramento would make. And I like and I like Bagley, but um but
0: he's supposed I to be the like Euro Whisperer? I don't understand why they would do this. <laughs>
1: Even have Stoyakovich on the on the uh, uh front office staff now too so they have like a lot of that European um uh I guess background but so this is another uh, red
0: flag reason. on my boy Ed Darnish. Not even as Euroboys one <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. It's, like this guy <laughs> it is absolutely, absolutely red right. flag in my opinion too. But, <laughs> I, I watch it's like I can definitely see the skills translating to the NBA. So, you know, I I do feel that Doncic would be the type of player that can elevate a team and and really, uh, you know, if the Kings take him, I do think that, you know, they don't have their pick next year. This is is the type of player that will help you compete and maybe be attractive for – other free agents to join uh, the team in the future. So that's why I think Doncic is a, is the pick that makes the most sense. At the
0: very least, even if he doesn't pan out any other way, you have like a world-class passer. Like that's not going to go away. He's a great passer. Like well, he's like the safest pick, I think. He's like the guaranteed pick because you know he's going to be like good at something. He's already playing in the second best league at like 19 years old and tearing it up. He's not a I don't understand. Okay,
2: anyways. You ahead. see that he hit the other day in that in the finals? What? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the one foot. Yeah. And the yeah,
2: guy's got attitudes.
0: Sick. He's got like a killer instinct. Like he plays at Rucker Park or something. He's like, he's like an Ameri, You know, he's like an American guy. He's got that. I am the tiger. I, I really don't see what these GMs are, are not seeing. I know. He, I think Eric or Arm one of you was saying it's the athleticism, but. You know Wayne Gretzky wasn't like the greatest athlete either, but he kind of tore it up in the NHL. Well, oh,
2: you went to hockey. I thought... You can go to Steve Nash or Stephen Curry. Not the greatest yeah. athletes.
0: Yeah, you know, like uh, you see it in the think... NFL. Go ahead, Armin.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, if you could play basketball, like, I find James Harden is not the biggest, the best athlete either, it, but he's got a similar game. I think to uh, Doncic. Like Doncic has a similar game to James Harden, really in the sense that, you know, it's not about athleticism. It's about knowing how to get open, knowing how to get your shot off, knowing how to to make the right play. These are things that, you know, you can't measure um, on athleticism. And the guy is still playing his 90th game. He's got so much experience, and he's not afraid of the big moments. And these are things that you can't measure, and and they should count for something. And uh, that's why, in my opinion, Doncic is the best player in this league. But – like we said, there are some red flags, I think. The fact that his coach doesn't want to pick him at Phoenix, the fact that the European contingent in Sacramento don't want to, apparently don't want to take him either, uh, those to me are red flags. So I, I don't consider Dodgers the safest pick. I actually consider my next player the safest pick in this draft um, for, for the Atlanta Hawks. So the Atlanta Hawks, for me, take the safest player, and that's Jaron Jackson. Uh, I remember watching Jack Jackson early last season against uh, North Carolina, and he impressed the fuck out of me. He is so impressive to have a guy who's almost seven feet, a supreme shot blocker, and on the other end, he's hitting three-point corner three-point shots. Like, that is a skill set that will guarantee he, at worst, at worst, he will be a significant uh, starter on, on a team shot-blocking presence, and his shooting
0: ability. Oh, wow. This guy sounds like he's the real deal. Yeah, he's
2: good. That kid.
0: I like what I'm You know I'm what, what guys, I'm going to
2: have to let you guys go. Something just came up. I'm going to have to take care of this.
0: Okay, Eric, man. Any last words
2: for the audience? Uh, Go Argentina on Thursday, buddy.
0: <laughs> go bye, Argentina, bye. my man. Thank you for joining us.
2: All right, later. Oh, Sorry for that.
0: All right, man. Yeah. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah. Nice. It's just me and you again. Yeah. <laughs> all right so, so we'll i was we'll... just gonna say
1: the one thing with Jaron jackson is that you know he he doesn't have the potential um, to be maybe the, the main guy on a championship team that's maybe the only knock he could get there but you know he might not have the same ceiling as, as some of the others but his floor i think is super high
0: all right all right so now we're heading to number five i believe right
1: for four, it's uh, the Memphis Grizzlies.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Rumors about this pick, actually, rumors that they would uh, they would trade uh, trade out of that number four pick if they could get that Chandler Parsons contract uh, off the books. Uh, have you heard anything about that?
1: I heard a rumor of uh, if, let's say, uh, Doncic or um, maybe Mo Bamba, but. I think Doncic, Doncic kind of lasts to the fourth pick, which apparently could be a possibility. He could go 10th
0: uh, or something, the way people are talking. <laughs> uh,
1: what, what I heard is uh, the Mavs would be super interested to just flip picks, which is a trade that we've seen uh, a few times in the NBA draft. Um, and maybe they pick up Parsons contract with uh, Parsons in the fourth pick for. To the fifth the years in That's the rumor that I heard on the...
0: That would actually make sense because I know Dallas is very high on Doncic, actually. Yeah.
1: So that could be a possibility. But in this draft, Doncic is, is gone in the second pick, so I don't think that trade would be made. And I do think uh, Bagley would be a good fit here next to Gasol and playing also uh, with Conley. Uh, he kind of slides into that four spot and... Um, with the way that Gasol Gasol plays now uh, offensively, where he's much more perimeter-oriented. Bagley is an attack-the-rim type player, lobs, uh, and he would be a good fit, I think, there. He's got a lot of athleticism. Um, He just needs to improve a little bit in terms of his feel for the game a little bit, especially on defense. Um, But I think he's got a good skill set. Not a good free-throw shooter, but, uh, you know, definitely an athlete and definitely a guy that, you know, being a Carolina guy did not enjoy uh, playing against him in college last year. So,
0: yeah, well, the thing with Memphis, I think that uh, although I don't agree with their uh, with their uh, reasoning, but I think that they're looking for a guy that could help, like uh, right away, like they could plug him into the starting lineup, which uh, is kind of like expected because they have the number four pick. But they're looking for a guy like, that could really contribute right away because they're not looking for a rebuild with that team. They got Conley back next year. They got Gasol, and I think they want a, a chance to compete right they, they, away.
1: They want to try to win 50 games. That's what the owner sort of, uh, sort of said. So, so that you you know that they're trying to compete with this pick here.
0: Okay, so you're thinking that uh, Bagley's going to give them the best opportunity. Uh, yeah, I
1: think if Bagley goes to Sacramento, Like that's been the rumor he has a really good chance to win a year. That's a much of an impact I uh, He might not have the same impact in Memphis because of the other pieces, but if he's in Sacramento, he might be Rookie of the Year.
0: I was uh, actually reading an article yesterday. I think it was from the Ringers' uh, Kevin O'Connor, uh, how uh, Wendell uh, Carter Jr. may be better than Bagley.
1: Yeah, I, saw, oh, I didn't read the article, but I saw that, uh, uh, he, that he posted that. I mean, I, I don't see that. I actually find Carter is much more old-school big man than he is and than he fits in this new NBA, but um, you know, I, I don't think it's
0: far-fetched. Well, anyways, sure. we'll be talking about Carter Jr., I'm sure, within the lottery picks, right? So we'll save it, then go to the next pick, which is pick number five.
1: Yeah, so here's the math, pick right now, if they don't trade out of it. And I actually consider this team, this player for Atlanta at the three slot, Ooh, and that's Mo Ooh, Mo Bamba uh,
0: with the 7'10 wingspan.
1: Yeah, really a unique player in that sense. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen him play, but his his arms literally dangle, like, almost to his knees. Like, he is so long. It's incredible. I saw his Instagram
0: uh, video uh, yesterday hitting open threes at the gym.
1: I saw that too. And he, he, his shot, his shooting, like, motion has changed. So, um, he, he was... I've seen him hit threes in college, um, but his shot did not look like it did in that video. So it looks like it's something he's working on. And if he, he can get that part of his game sort of um, figured out, uh, that could be pretty scary. I mean, he's got a high ceiling, that's for sure. But uh, he's also got some, a lot of risk attached. I think at worst, he'll be a good defensive player. But good
2: defensive players,
1: like, let's say, like DeAndre Jordan. You know, who's a good shot, but. Is that his
0: ceiling, no. or is that his, like, uh, like the uh, the worst case scenario or best case scenario, DeAndre Jordan? That's like best case scenario, no? Uh,
1: no, I don't think it's his best case scenario. I think it's it's probably his, his floor. His floor. His floor is.
0: Oh, so he, this guy's he's probably. Gonna be, uh, he's going to be a solid pro, you're saying, for sure.
1: Yeah, DeAndre Jordan, even though he's a good defensive player and he's sort of, you know, he, he's got a lot of good attributes, but he also, with today's NBA, where you basically switch you know, as soon as someone it, he gets abused that way. So it's like, yeah. You know, I think Jared Jackson, you know, just to go back to him, he can probably stay with, with quicker guards better than a Mo Bamba. And I think that's why it makes him a little bit more attractive uh, for pick before Mo Bamba because of that potential skill set where he can switch and kind of hold his zone a little bit more.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So now we're going on to number six, which I believe is the Orlando Magic, no?
1: Yes, it's the Orlando Magic, and uh, this, to me, just a team starving for an identity, a team starving for um, our power, Nation last year it was unbelievable. That first half of the season, <laughs> um, but he tailed off towards the end. Uh, showed a lot of his weaknesses. He's very, very uh, skinny. Uh, you know, people compare him to Steph Curry, but Steph Curry, um, you know, was skinny as his, and he came out as a senior. He was still stronger than what. What Trey Young is now as a as a freshman, you know, can he fill up his body to be able to start withstand uh, the NBA game? A lot of question marks. I, you know, I kind of go back and forth with with um, with him in terms of whether or not he'll make it or not. But I think a team like the Magic, they got to take risks like this.
0: I think so, he's got a lot of upside. I, I, I think it's a really good move actually for the Magic to take him because he. If he, his ceiling is super high, like, I'm not saying he's going to be great, the next step, great. but he, he could be, like, a really dynamic player. He could be your guy, your number one guy if he develops properly. You know, he's got the range, Absolutely. the shooting range. He's also quite the playmaker. I've seen him make some really good passes. Uh, I kind of watched some of his games when he was on that little hot streak there. Uh, yep. I, listen, it's, it's not hard to see what he's lacking. <laughs> you know, he's lacking size. He's lacking strength, that's for sure. He might be lacking a little toughness on the defensive end, although he says he's going to make that a priority. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of upside on him, and heaven knows Orlando Magic needs uh, needs something, like you said. So I think that's a good move for them.
1: I, I agree, and I do feel like uh, at the end of the day, you're right. The ceiling is just it's too high to pass up, and, you know, the potential star power is probably- Else. so it's a risk that they you know they should take and then we go to uh, Chicago at number seven I think they were number I'm seven. not a big fan oh,
0: sorry I was just gonna say I think they were number seven last year and the seven or eight but they made out really good with Laurie Markkinen which I thought was like a bad pick and turned out to be like he was like one of the best players from the draft
1: it was a seventh pick last year so they have the seventh again this year and and I'm not a big fan of Michael Porter, but I do <laughs> feel like at this point he should be the pick. I'm not a big fan. Of, you know, we haven't seen him play that much, but from what I have seen with basically the McDonald's All-American game. Which is what everybody and,
0: talks about when they're big fans of Michael Porter. So it must have been, I didn't see it, but it must have been an incredible game for him.
1: Uh, I mean, he was good in that game, but it wasn't like, I wasn't. I wasn't in love with with what he was doing, sort of like I, I don't know, maybe just a gut feeling that I had. And then he didn't play basically the whole season for Missouri. Um, you know, when you have back problems at nineteen, now it's the hip. You know, they were saying how,
0: hip problems too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, he's saying that it wasn't related. That it was it wasn't really anything big. It was just some soreness. But he canceled the workout
0: uh, too. I know. Uh, Like, last week, he was working out for the Bulls, I believe, and, like, the Knicks were going to be there and some other teams as well, and he he just canceled it. So that's going to be a little concerning as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just think that it gets to a point where, you
2: know,
1: the other players, there's much more of a safer sort of, um, you know, A few of these players, like you know, in this lottery, there's going to be a couple of them that don't last after three seasons in the NBA or with the team that drafts them. Um, and you know, a few of them might might sort of be journeymen, and a few of them might be all stars. But like you know, a lot of signs to me point to Michael Porter being that type of guy that you know doesn't have a long career in the NBA and doesn't really pan out. I heard a
0: comparison. to uh, sorry to interrupt, but I heard a comparison to yeah. uh, Derek Williams. Uh, Do you see any of uh, Derek Williams and Michael Porter Jr.'s game?
1: Um, Yeah, a little bit. I see a lot of uh, Rashard Lewis too. No, Rashard Um, Lewis
0: was all right at one point, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, he was. was. was There's a little bit like funky, like shooting mechanics. I find like it's a little bit uh, like herky jerky, a little bit. I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see, but you know, he's six eleven. But, but I can see what's attractive. You know, he's 6'11". He's got good athleticism. He's, he's shown that he can get a shot off. Um, you know, that combination of size and, and sort of shooting ability, it is it is hard to get by. So the chance that he can sort of, you know, pan out, he could be he, – he was the number one high school player coming out. So, you know, so those players tend to have a longer leash – in terms of people trying to see, you know, if to get ever tap their potential. So
0: let me ask you a question. You said he's six eleven, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. You haven't seen him much. He missed the whole year in college. But from what you've seen him in like today's NBA, is he a guy that you could like put in as your center in a small ball lineup?
1: I don't think he's got that toughness. I think he's he's more maybe of a, of a stretch four okay. uh, type, of, type of guy. I mean, in Chicago, he'd be playing with Laurie Markkinen. And more than likely, none, none of those guys would play the five. No, so Mark could...
0: would not be able to play the five. I can tell you that much. He's a really good player, but he, he can't play center.
1: Yeah, and neither would Porter. So it would be basically a long front court another player on Maybe like Bobby Porter's playing the five or something Oh, all right, well... Too, right. So
0: yeah, I don't know how that lineup would work. It'd be kind of ugly. But you you know what? You have three bigs, but two of the three could shoot, right? And even Portis actually could shoot. So you'd have three bigs that could shoot. Yeah. This
1: is this is a deep draft, so it's possible that you know some teams might not still have the stomach to be like Porter. And you know, there's other guys who you know have that same uh. potential to really. So it's possible that you know he sort of drops a little bit and oh, last week uh, they were uh, had him uh, they... up
0: to number two at one point. There was rumors that he yeah, no. so we don't know what's gonna happen with that. But yeah, he could definitely drop. This... He could definitely drop. Yeah,
1: this is a time of smoke screens though, so uh who knows what actually reality is. I, I don't see it personally. I think that the other guys that I mentioned before, Michael Porter To me, I would take them all above, but I think that right around here is a good time to take a risk on uh, a chance on him.
0: All right, let's go to one that I'm really looking forward to. I want to see if this is uh, the first uh, trade that you that you predicted in the in this mock draft of yours for the 2018 draft. Tell me, what do the Cleveland Cavaliers do at number eight?
1: So, this was really tough for me. I I could have gone a number of different ways. (laughs) In the the end, I think um, Cleveland keeps this this pick. Ooh,
0: that means LeBron's leaving,
1: I think. Yeah, well, I I just don't think that you can – I don't think you're going to get a commitment from LeBron. I I don't think you want to make a move that might uh, hurt the future future of the team. But I do think, you know, Michael Bridges to me makes a lot of sense because if LeBron does come back, I think he's a good fit. He's the type of player that they need, a 3 and D type of player. Really, he was really impressive last year. He was shooting, uh, I think, 43% from three last year in college. So, he's definitely a good shooter. He's a good defense player, long arms. Not too Um, young. He's he's
0: like 22. LeBron doesn't like playing with Yeah,
1: so a little bit more, uh, I guess, of a veteran rookie. Um, But if LeBron does leave... You know, he's still a, an asset that you have, whether, whether you turn it into something else in the future or, you know, you sort of build around him. I don't think he's a number one guy by any means, but I do think that he's, a, he's an asset that other teams, you know, will look at as a valuable, as a valuable piece. So that's, that's what I would do, I think, in the end.
0: I don't think he has that high of a ceiling, but I think he's like one of the safest picks in your top 10. Like, you, you know you're getting something at least decent, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Like
0: 3 and D, right. a wing like that. like Today's NBA, it makes perfect sense. He can't really create his own shot, but he's a really good three-point shooter and he defends really well. Now, as I'm like a kid at Christmas time. It's time for my pick, the New York Knicks. Give me some good news. Armin. Yeah. What are we doing?
1: So, um, I think the Knicks will go different ways too. I like, you know, uh, maybe Colin Sexton here. I like, um, you know... I mean, maybe Miles Bridges, but I don't really like his potential as much. I decided to go with one of, again, one of the younger players in the league, in this draft, oh, and that's Kevin Knox. They're in
0: love with Kevin Knox apparently. Unless it's smoke screens, uh, apparently they're really in love with Kevin Knox.
1: Well, I like him a lot too. You know, when you Kentucky was not really um, did perform really well this year. Towards the end, they sort of got a little bit better, kind of kind of figured out some things. But in that, I mean, you always kind of felt like, you, you know, it was Kevin Knox sort of um, his ability to kind of come off screens and shoot the ball, um, you know, kind of help help sort of get for them to get into rhythm. Uh, there's another player in Kentucky that maybe we'll talk about later, uh, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a Canadian kid. And he sort of uh, did a good job in terms of, of, of running the offense. But I do think that in the end, Kevin Knox really was a guy who, um, you know, has has athleticism, has a good shooting touch. Um, he needs to be a little bit more consistent in three, but I do see a lot of like Allen Houston type of uh, game here. So, and he's six foot nine at eighteen years old. Um, you know, if you can get. develop some toughness and uses height well, maybe he could develop into something, you know, a 3 and D type of player as well.
0: Ah, that's uh, interesting that you said the toughness part because I've been uh, really uh, looking into Kevin Knox because, like I said, the Knicks are supposedly really high on him. Apparently they had like uh, a workout with him. They did like a 3 on 3 type thing with a bunch of other guys that are coming up in the draft and apparently Kevin Knox looked really good and dominated that 3 on 3 and they made him play some one-on-ones as well and he looked really good so uh the thing i've heard about him though uh is the toughness part i heard he's kind of soft is this <laughs> is this, yeah. is this something that you notice and that's why you use those uh, words or are you just talking like that
1: no it, it, you could see it a little <laughs> bit like uh out muscles for like uh, offensive rebounds and and uh you know a lot of times he he wouldn't he wouldn't take that um, aggressive approach to sort of take over games. He would sort of let, you know, rely on the other players to kind of uh, get him open and, and and feed him the ball and, and, you know, give him a chance to make a play. So uh, that's so sort of where it comes from. Uh, so if he can sort of develop that, you know, as he sort of matures, uh, that'll help him out for sure.
0: Okay, so I'm happy with uh, Kevin Knox. That's, uh, that seems like a, an interesting pick for the New York Knicks. I like the fact that he's 18, right? So, you know, you got have a lot of time to develop him and uh, hopefully Coach Fitz and the boys do a good job with him. Now, let's go to number 10, another intriguing pick. Sticking to the Eastern Conference, a team that's certainly on the rise. The process is now. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, I Armin. Mean, what are they doing? I know that Mikhail Bridges, would have, uh, Michael sorry, Michael Bridges would have actually looked really good in a, a 76-year uniform, but he's gone in your mock. So who are they going for?
1: Yeah, so uh, you, you, just to let, let you know, you did say Philadelphia Eagles. I said Eagles? Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> I meant 76ers. I got football in the brain.
1: Yeah, so we're not talking about the six, uh, the Eagles—that's for sure. But they, for the Sixers, <laughs> I think really what you're going to look at for them is that you know they've got their two uh, foundation players, and it's really trying to build around them. And um, you know you, they could go a different direction, you know, depending on who they bring back. You know, JJ Reddick's free agent, Marco Bellinelli's a free agent, uh, Ersan Elizov is a free agent. Um, so you know those are some pieces that you know could determine which direction they want to go. But I went with Wendell Carter because, in my opinion right now, he's probably the best player left on the board. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have some insurance for Joel Embiid. You know, um, you know, he's a guy that, uh, on this team, the way they're built right now. First of all, this is a very big trade possibility pick. Obviously, we talked about yes, that before. we
0: talked about the Kawhi uh, situation.
1: And Wendell Carter, if he gets picked on this team, he – would not be a starter, right? No. You know, Saric would probably start. Joel Embiid, obviously. So, C- Carter would basically be solidifying that bench and taking over the role um, that guys like uh, maybe Irsan had or um, his name is skipping – I can't remember his name right now, but uh, the backup big man that they had uh, behind Embiid. I can't remember his name right uh, now. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I
0: forgot his name as well. I know you're talking you about. basically take think- –
1: he take over that role and potentially a spot starter because we know that Joel Embiid has yet to play a full season. So I think it it would be good insurance for them to have, Um, you know, maybe long-term he won't stay in Philadelphia too long, but uh, I think a good, good, you know, for this run, because they're going to be in the middle of this run right now to sort of um, solidify that. I think that would be a good pick for them. If, Wendell Carter would last this long, obviously.
0: That's funny because I was thinking that Philadelphia would go guard. I thought, uh, well, then again, you are the mark, mock expert, but I didn't even consider a big man for them But you pre- because of Saric and Embiid. But the, you present a good argument. You know, Embiid hasn't proven that he could play a whole season yet. And I think, you know, it, it would be an ideal situation if they could get him down to like 30 minutes a game and they could have a guy like Wendell Carter that could take – uh, some minutes away from him. So, it actually does make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, going guard makes a lot of sense, too. So, they could go <laughs> either direction. I, I just think at this point, it, it makes some sense to sort of… I think if you um, go
0: guard, you, know. you kind of, like, concede that Fultz isn't going to pan out like you thought he would.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know so if they're GM. ready.
0: You know, they don't even have a GM, right? So, Brett Brown is doing mm-hmm. this draft. So, <laughs>
1: But if you go if you go big like like now, uh, if you go big like Wendell Carter, then, you know, it pretty much um, forces you to, to make sure that, you know, either you bring back J.J. Redick and Marco Bellinelli, which I think they did well uh, in their roles that they had. So um, it was a lot more premium on making sure that they They're definitely going to need
0: those- to find that three-point shooting that they're going to lose if they lose those guys, right? So yeah, absolutely, I think uh, Michael Bridges would have been the best pick, but he's already gone in your draft. Maybe they'll go Miles pretty- No, nah, actually no, That doesn't actually work out. Anyways, let's go to number 11. And who do we have at number 11, Armin?
1: It's the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh,
0: the Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan's crew.
1: So, Michael Jordan's crew, yeah. So, Michael Jordan talks to, uh, I don't know, Avery, Bra- Avery uh, Johnson. Yeah, they play at the same time. Yes. So, Avery Johnson used to coach this player uh, in Alabama, uh, uh, Colin Sexton. Uh, super explosive point guard. Oh, I like this uh, guy. Reminds... I got
0: to tell I got to be honest. I really, I've been watching this guy's clips on YouTube and stuff. This guy's like a football player playing basketball. Reminds me like of a little Russell Westbrook, explosive little guy, yeah?
1: He reminds me a lot of uh, the Aaron Fox, who was drafted last year, just overall. Really? Because uh, I, I,
0: I, I find Sexton much more physical than Fox, like much more willing for the contact. He's like a little uh, running back, you know?
1: They got uh, similar body types, so I, I don't. I mean, he's six foot three and one hundred and and like ninety. But pounds. his style of play so is I,
0: more ferocious, in my opinion. That's just okay. my. Opinion.
1: I find Aaron Fox was like a speed. Um, anyways, whatever. No, I just, go, ahead. Go, go
0: ahead. You know more than so me. He, obviously, it's just my impression. He, but go ahead.
1: Cameron Sexton, you know, he's he shown last year. He, he sort of carried that team. Uh, he had unbelievable performances. At one point, Alabama. Um, had like three was playing three against five in a game and he really sort of didn't uh, let up at all uh, wanted to really kind of push through Um, so for me uh, you know for a team that's really uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place they have a lot of players with with, uh, bloated salaries you can't really move them they're not really valuable to other teams um yeah, you know, the only one maybe that has some value is, uh, um, Kemba, Kemba Walker. And which Campbell um, Walker do so you
0: think there's a possibility he gets traded on draft day? I yeah. do,
1: and and this Let's is, talk this, about is one this. this
0: seems interesting. I think Kemba Walker would look really good in a Cleveland Cavalier uniform.
1: I I absolutely agree. <laughs> I didn't
0: even. I just thought about this now. It must be like some type of rumor or something. I don't think it just popped in my head. But that would be, like, super interesting and very doable, Cleveland having the eighth pick. Maybe they could swap yeah. picks. Maybe Kemba goes somewhere. They could get maybe Love involved in that trade. I think Kemba Walker deserves a chance to be on a good team. You know, I, I know that Eric is very, like, not high on Kemba Walker, but Kemba Walker is a really good point guard. He just plays on a really shitty team.
1: I agree. Uh, I, I like Kemba Walker, too. I you know, sometimes his game is a little bit too much ISO and too much uh, dribbling at times, but he has proven that, you know, he has proven that he can win, at least in the college level. Um, Super clutch as well. I-
0: I'd love to pull out his numbers, like, in uh, game-winning situations and stuff, but I know he's hurt, like, he's beaten the Knicks on, like, uh, buzzer-beater shots more than once over the years.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> In any case, I, I do think that's a possibility. And, again, that's what makes Cameron Sexton, you know, a, a good fit uh, in case something like that does happen for to, to Charlotte. Yeah, that they it, lose all, or trade it all
0: goes with your mod draft, actually. So you must have had that in mind as well.
1: Now let's get to the entry. Right, your,
0: your time. It's your time.
1: My time now. That's my time. And we have the Clippers back-to-back who, again, I do think that it's, uh, again, major trade uh, possibilities here as well. Um, You're looking for Kawhi over here, huh? uh, I don't think (laughs) Kawhi would work. I do think that maybe moving up into the top seven is a possibility. I do feel like the draft is deep enough, though, that if I'm the Clippers, I just pay put. Um, I don't trade any of these picks. I try to trade some of their existing players. I think they have 11 players uh, on their contract as of right now. So I do feel like there might be room for them to trade one of those, uh, existing players, you know, just to sort of create some room. But the first guy I would take, if I'm the Clippers right now is, uh, is Lonnie Walker. He's a, a guard out of Miami. Know him am well, a freshman also sitting
0: in him apparently. So go ahead.
1: <laughs> you know, him well, okay. <laughs> you know, he, he, he had a rough, not a rough start, but a very quiet start at first to the season. Uh, and then, uh, Bruce Brown, who's, uh, who was a junior guard in Miami? Uh, I think broke his leg or his foot, and um, once he was out of the lineup, Lonnie Walker sort of took over. What's interesting with him is like he's six four, uh, with really, a th- really good athleticism. So you know he could jump out of the gym, but he can also create and shoot from from distance. So he's got a, a good combination of skills. Um, he has shown that he, he's a bit inconsistent in putting them all together. But there is a little bit of those, you know, I hate this comparison really because I don't <laughs> think it, it a lot of the same sort of questions that came with Donovan Mitchell when he came out of college. Now, does that mean that he can translate that to success in the NBA? I, explain, I don't know. Explain, but- well,
0: What were the Donovan uh, Mitchell questions coming out of college? Why didn't the, the Knicks or anybody else – have Donovan Mitchell uh, in their radar and draft them when they had the opportunity?
1: Well, he did, he did not play like he did in the NBA, right? Um, he didn't have the same freedom. He was, he was definitely, he showed he was athletic. He definitely showed that he can do some things. He could shoot, uh, you know, a three pointer here and there. Um, but he never showed the ability to sort of take over games. Um, and that's sort of what, what sort of kept him at that, that range in the teens um, because no one would have guessed that he would have, he would have been able to put everything together so quickly and develop into what he did. Um, so I think similar, there's some similarities with Lonnie Walker. You know, he did, uh, he did have some game winning shots last year uh, for Miami. Um, so yeah, he did come through in, in, in times when his team needed it? So I think some you're looking at some of that, and you're hoping that that sort of translates more consistently to the NBA. So there is that sort of potential for him to do something. But I do feel like when you attach the name Donovan Mitchell to him, especially getting picked uh, in the teens, it kind of sets the expectation him
0: too too high. After,
1: okay. um, with the other pick for the Clippers, uh, we talked about him a little bit before. Ah, uh, the Canadian kid, Shea Gilgis Alexander, or SGA. <laughs> he's a six foot six. Who's, who's a
0: guy that apparently, according to the Mark Stein rumor that we were talking about earlier, the Raptors would want to get into the top ten to to draft. So that's a possibility if you still have him in your mock at uh, thirteen. Maybe the the Raptors come calling with the Clippers.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean it's possible. He's a he's a good player, but. Like his shooting is not, not very good, so he's a six foot six point guard, but he's not like super athletic. You know, there's a lot of maybe like Sean Livingston sort of in him. You know, tall point guard who, you know, he's crafty with the ball. He knows how to sort of uh, find a lane and get to the basket, but it's not athleticism. It's more the sort of like creativity. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's good in terms of starting the offense. He f- makes the right plays, the right passes. He's good. I think people are, are like his defensive pot- potential a lot more. Uh, you know, long arms. Uh, he's got that sort of – the right mindset to be good on defense. Um, so, I think it's that combination that maybe is attractive to a lot of teams.
0: Reminding me – your comparison reminds me of my boy Frankie Smokes.
1: <laughs> uh yeah maybe a little bit not as a, not that think...
0: athletic but tall good defensively kind of nifty with like uh does he have great ball uh, ball handling skills cuz Frankie lacks in that
1: I would say probably better ball handler than uh, Frank Smokes but maybe not as I think Frankie Smokes is a little bit more advanced in terms of shooting form and you know uh his potential I guess to improve uh as a shooter uh, over over SGA. My so. son
0: will be a very good shooter. Is uh <laughs> is uh is he yeah. from Toronto area by the way?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah,
0: makes sense that the Raptors like would want to draft their uh, hometown kid, hometown boy. Uh,
1: I don't know. Did I you feel know? like that's just more. That's just a rumor. That just oh, he's from Canada, so Raptors must be interested. In I mean. Is he really a good fit? They have they they already have obviously Larry there was a little bit older, but they also have um,
0: Van Fleet. He's a free agent.
1: The... Who's a free agent? Van
0: Fleet is. Van is
1: free. Agent. Yeah,
0: I think he's a free agent. If I'm not mistaken, I
1: think it's his third in the league. So he's restricted, Delonte, no? Dante Wright. Dante Wright also it was the first round pick a few years ago. Yeah. Yes, we'll see what happens. Actually,
0: that's who he—who this kid? I forgot his name now. Mind, uh, mind freeze. But that's the, who the comparison was to Delon Wright that I saw
1: for Shea Gilders yeah. and Alexander.
0: Okay, I,
1: don't, I mean I think Delante Wright really, but uh, right. yeah, why would the Raptors absolutely want to trade up for him specifically? In any case, maybe maybe that is the case. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe
0: it's just Mark Stein today. Hey, this kid's from Toronto. Let me make up some shit and get some retweets. <laughs> you
1: know? maybe, it's him. maybe it's Maybe it's just someone else who he, you know, is feeding him this sort of thing. Anyways, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Pick of the fourteenth overall. Um, here's where I give the Denver Nuggets, uh, Miles Bridges. Ooh, Miles Bridges, fourteen. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's a good fit. Really, uh, a guy who's. Uh, play a lot of ball for. Uh, the team is sort of around uh, Jokic, and, and and you can see if the right spacing is there. Yeah, with Jamal um,
0: Murray as well. It could be an interesting team.
1: And, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gary Harris? Gary
0: Harris, yes. You
1: know, the, the, really, what would work for them the most is uh, a wing player but it's, they don't, there's not really anybody that, I mean, there are, there's a few options. Like maybe they go with, um, Zaire Alexander from Texas tech. Uh, he's more defensive three and D guy. So he's a possibility here too. Uh, but I just feel like miles bridges, you know, 14, maybe it's too low for him. He's still a super athletic, uh, player, a forward, a guy who's built stocky, but he can shoot. So, uh, Know, he he might prove to be a valuable type of player to what have on do you your see roster. Him
0: like, you see him at what position?
1: I see him as a small ball four. Um, I just don't think I don't know if he he has the consistency shooting he seems or like a
0: tweener to me, kind of like a guy he, like he might not be comfortable playing at the three because he's not quick enough, but then he's not big enough to pound with the
1: fours. Yeah, but do you have to power the forest? I think that's why. I guess Today's it depends NBA, on the matchup,
0: but if you could shoot, you you dictate what matchup you're going to see, right? So as long as the shooting is there, he's going to be okay, I guess.
1: I mean, in the playoffs this year, we saw P.J. Tucker playing center for Houston, you know, so... Yeah, no,
0: you're right, um, 100%. You're right. But P.J. Tucker's a tough motherfucker. I don't know if Miles Pidge is going to be as tough.
1: Anyways, there's other guys that obviously could, obviously can sneak in here, like Zaire Alexander for sure from Texas Tech, Tech. Robert Williams from uh, Texas A&M. Uh, I know a lot of mock drafts have the Clippers taking him as a potential replacement for uh, DeAndre Jordan. And then there's a kid from France, Eli Okobo. Ooh. Um,
0: again, I've
1: not seen him play a game per se. <laughs>
0: you got the YouTube, uh, YouTube clips though.
1: I've seen some impressive uh, tape on him and I could see him, you know, like the Spurs taking a guy like him and really sort of developing him uh, really well. He, uh, he had a a league game, I think recently, where he scored 44 points. Um, You know, so he's got some, some of that potential. Uh, He's got a step back three that I saw a few times. that looked pretty, pretty smooth and pretty uh, confident in using it. So, uh, that's a player I think to watch out for as well. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else right now, now but those what, guys. Uh, my
0: boy Dante DiVincenzo. There is he. Uh, you don't see him going in anywhere close to the top uh, teens there, or you see him in late twenties. Do you see him in the second round?
1: No, I, I see him in the in the twenties. Um, you know, he's a super confident player, super impressive in the in that in that uh, championship game, obviously. Um, but I do see him more as, as a spark plug player, as a guy that comes off the bench to really, um, you know, score in bunches. So I don't know how high you want to take a guy like that. I don't know if he really um, would be a a guy who to log 30 minutes a game type of uh, player, but there is some value to the, the skill set that he brings. He, he's much more athletic than people give him credit for. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he should have a place for sure. Uh uh, in the in the 20s, I would think, to to a, a playoffs-caliber team.
0: Yeah, I can see him going to, like, uh, a good team, you know? Like, uh, a team like that's picking late in the 20s, sees the value in a guy that did it in, like, a big stage, like the tournament, a guy that's won already, you know, go to another winning culture. That could be a good thing for you know, him, you know?
1: A team like Minnesota would, would, could be okay, but, like, Tibbs, the way he plays, he's really kind of... You know, a short rotation. So I don't know if that really would work. Uh, let's see what, who else is in the 20s. But like, I'm trying to think you know, teams that have weak benches that could use more of a. Uh, How about like a, like a, a point some or Jewish something? Bench. There's a bit of a glut of guards there. Yeah, I don't know if that a, would be the it best could fit. Be
0: that one of them is gone. Right? There's rumors about either Dame Lillard or CJ McCollum. Well, we'll see. We're not going to start speculating that one of them gets traded. So Defencenso could be uh, in their lineup, but it's just a thought.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, like the players that get picked at, at this point of the draft, it's you're not really looking for long term. Uh, uh, fit. You're looking for grabbing a good player that you think could contribute uh to your team and, and that's really, you know, the the only um, the only real uh goal uh, when you're drafting later on in the twenties.
0: Well you did a you did a, like this is it? Was that your last pick that you uh, that you did?
1: Last pick I was
0: mocked yeah. Well you did a incredible job, Armin. I really enjoyed your mock draft. I liked the Knicks pick. I liked all the picks. You really took your time. You uh you did it up for uh, for our listeners and for me as well. Really enjoyed it, but you still got some work to do. I gotta ask you, Luka Dacic, yeah. is he the best player coming out of this draft in your opinion? Like, who's gonna have the best career? Obviously, it's a crapshoot, but you're educated guess.
1: My gut tells me it's it's Luka Doncic, and this is my gut saying it after not really watching him play a full game, like just you know catching bits and pieces here and there. But from what I see, from from what um, you know, the the sample size that we have of what he's been able to do in the second best league in the world, to me, um, at his
0: age, like nobody's done it. Nobody's done what he's done. Even like that have been older than him that's come to the NBA.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. He would be my choice at number one. Um, I, I think, I think the combination of of you know uh, ceiling and floor is just is just too good to pass up. I agree with you. He's pretty safe, uh, in my opinion. But I can't ignore the fact, you know, some of those red flags that we mentioned early on. Uh, it does concern me. So. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see and and, uh, see how it plays out. But my gut tells me he's the best player player. in this draft. Now
0: we're going to do a little boom and bust. Uh, Who do you think is the breakout guy that we're not expecting out of this draft? The Donovan Mitchell, let's say. And who's the bust? Who's the guy that uh, people have some hopes for that's not going to pan out in your opinion? Obviously, these are just educated guesses, but you know more than a lot of us. So give us your boom and your bust.
1: Well, my bust would be Michael Porter Jr. I knew you were going to uh, say that. <laughs> that would be my bust. I think he. I think all the signs are there of a bust pick. So um, that would be my bust. But I can also potentially see uh, like, uh, like uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton also potentially not living up to the status of a number one pick. Um, You know, there's a lot of, uh, of, we've seen this type of player before, Uh, so can can this type of player sort of survive uh, in this NBA the way it's played now? Um, And in terms of a player that you don't expect... um, Again, it's going
0: to exceed expectations. Like I said, Donovan, like a Donovan Mitchell who got picked in the teens and became a guy that should have probably been picked one or two.
1: Um well I guess I <laughs> I guess I'll go with Lonnie Walker. I mean Ooh, there's, there's a, <laughs> a lot of um things that you like about uh in terms of his skill set. So if you know if he could put it together, um you know it, he could he could make it. Although, the one thing that bothers me is I don't like players that have, like, these, like, uh, uh weird hairstyles. I, I just find it's sort of <laughs> the Alfred Payton syndrome. The Alfred Payton syndrome, that's right. It just sort of blocks the sort of – the focus I have on his game and I'm just concentrated on his hair. But I do see, like, really you see a lot of those, you know, the ability to sort of, uh you know – drive to the basket and finish strong or create off dribble and step back and hit a three-pointer. And and you see, like, when he shoots, it's, like, with elevation too. So um, those are good qualities to have. Kind of hoping the Knicks you know, take Wani
0: Walker now at nine.
1: Yeah, I, I could see him going as early as nine to the Knicks. I could see him going 10 to Philadelphia. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know potential that he could go anywhere in that range over there and he could, you know – well, what you can't predict is how hard a guy is willing to work to improve his game. You just can't predict that part of it. So
0: yeah, you know the um, intangibles, stuff like that, very hard to, uh, very hard to to measure. You know, you guys gotta really want it as well. So uh, mm-hmm. this has been like I think it's our longest podcast of all time. We're going into the our 80th minute here. So uh, mm-hmm. I think we did a great job though on this uh, on this uh, draft, uh, this mock draft. Uh, one last thing, Armin, quick, quick. Jay-Z takes over Puma for basketball. You think he's going to make a difference? You think Puma's going to become a player in the NBA?
1: Um, I'll be honest, I don't really have a strong opinion, but if I would say give, have to give an answer, I would probably say yes.
0: You say yes, I say no. I don't think Jay-Z is. Obviously, he's world famous and very relevant in pop culture, but I don't think the kids, the 18, 19, 20-year-olds, uh, feel about Jay-Z like we feel about Jay-Z. So I don't think it's going to be much of a difference. And with that, I think we're...
1: Well, I just want to say one yes. Thing. I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Maybe Jay-Z is not, not the guy to sort of uh, relate to the younger generation. Uh, I think they signed like three top ten potential picks. Yes, they uh, did. So- but if
0: you notice, I think they only signed bigs and like Bigs don't really sell shoes. If you look at it, it's always guards that end up selling shoes. Uh, except for if you have like a guy like LeBron. But other than that, the top shoes are like the Steph Currys, the Kyrie Irvings, the... You know, it's always guards, the Michael Jordans. So, mm. centers especially don't really sell shoes.
1: And you know who, the, who is it that they signed? They so signed Ayton. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, who else did they sign? It could be Bagley Jr.? No.
1: And I forgot it
0: was the third guy. Maybe they signed Sexton. Maybe they did get a guard.
1: Yeah. So it all depends. I think it's the players really that that will determine how far it goes. And you know, to be able to sign three top ten picks already, um, you can see sort of maybe the influences there. And then all you need is like one or two established players, and maybe it it goes off. I I, I would I would bet on it if I was betting. If I was gonna bet either way, I would say yes it would it is gonna uh it is gonna work out.
0: you think it's gonna work out I'm saying it might work out a little, but it's they're not gonna become major players still gonna be Nike and adidas uh other than that, I think we're good right i think we did we covered everything is there anything more you wanna talk about? I don't really need sleep or anything you wanna keep going
1: <laughs> no no i think we i think we covered uh I think we did a good job covering most of uh, what we need to cover. Oh, and I have
0: huge, big, big, big podcast news, Trench Life podcast, very big news, which I didn't even share with you because I had just got the notification uh, right before we went on the air. Uh, We're finally, finally, after over a month, I think, that we've been on iTunes, we're finally on Google Play. Really? Yes. We're on Google Play. So now you with the Android, you don't need to have a third party app to listen to uh, to listen to the podcast over. We're on Google Play now. It's official as of tonight. This podcast is going to be the first podcast you can hear on Google Play. Uh, We'll eventually put all our library in there so you can enjoy at your leisure. Uh, I think we're done. So, Armin, thank you very much for the mock draft. Thank you for your time. Uh, We'll talk again very soon uh guys enjoy the world cup uh please subscribe wherever you are on itunes google play wherever you listen to your favorite podcast uh thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on another time so armin have a good one buddy
1: have a good night man peace Ciao.